There we go. Let's go, baby. We got music. Jamar sucks. Alright, everybody. Welcome to what I think is the sixth podcast. It might be the fifth one. I don't know. But here's Ryan Fournier, everybody. Welcome to the show. How are you? Doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good. Got a fancy microphone, some pink girls' headphones on, rocking the Barry Alu jersey. Things are good. What's uh what's new in life in the world of California? Not too too much. Um just uh we're we're thinking about potentially moving again, you know. Oh that's what we always do. It's been a couple now, of just months. Like closer yeah, it's exactly closer to her family, or at least it's enough for six months, but um we're a little bit south are, um, which is just north of Santa Barbara. So um we're hopefully gonna be south of Santa Barbara, maybe in Santa Barbara, but probably not. Um and uh yeah, other than that, not too much going on. So may uh you know, looking forward to the next move though. Yeah, move sucks, but it's you're like, moving special yourself, actually. It's one of those things where you hate it, but for some reason you can't stop doing it. I don't know what to compare it to. Torture? Uh, <laughs> well, I think both insanity. of us have moved across the countries <laughs> or across from very far distances multiple times. And when you do, what we're realizing is you don't always end up in the right spot when you get like you may need to move again within the community or within like that, those communities to find like fit. <laughs> That's very, very true. Like we moved to Milton, Vermont, and we realized we need to move away from Milton, Vermont. There you go. Um, <laughs> took about Case six months. Point. So it's <laughs> yeah. about where we're at. <laughs> and it's funny because talk about like that six month cutoff, right? We, uh, we've been here for about six months now and like we're rearranging the couches we're talking about new design, uh, new layouts. We're going to put shelves on the wall, uh, this and that, all different sorts of things. Taking Mariana's current bed out and putting in one that's actually for a toddler. And I'm like, oh, my God, we turned the corner. We're planning on staying. That's fantastic. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> At least one more year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so big news on that front. But, awesome. yeah, another thing going on, we've got uh, – Halloween approaching, which is a big holiday for our family. Was never one for Halloween myself, but here we are. And we, Jacqueline, the girls, and my dad went out to dinner tonight at this place called the Mercado in Naples, a little outside shopping center with condos and stuff and whatever. Uh, it was a little Halloween event for kids. We got dressed up. Jacqueline was Wonder Woman. Uh nah. Amina was uh, essentially Elastigirl, right? The, uh, what the hell's Elastigirl? The Incredibles. Oh, I'm not familiar. Oh, my God. You, your, pick, <laughs> your picks are rankings are shit now. You don't know. What the <laughs> totally fine. If it's not before 2003, I didn't see it. <laughs> That's why Tori Story 1, 2, 3, and 4 round out your top four. <laughs> they were the only options. <laughs> That's, That's incredible. Know. <laughs> but yeah you know we uh we did that tonight it was fun the girls had a grand old time got some candy mariana had an allergic reaction because oh, jesus to what 
we don't know. Like you have kids and kid has an it's allergic reaction, butter, right? So it's well, not that. Well, we know she's got a nut allergy, a soy allergy, and we don't know what else. But we can't really do a the most accurate allergy test because they say she's too young. It's like, oh, so until uh, she's until she's two, she just needs to suffer, and mm-hmm. we need to have panic attacks every time we give her a piece of food that we didn't cook. You know what is it that happens? Uh, she gets hives. She gets rashes on her face. She gets itchy. So, yeah, but we just. We've got Benadryl on hand at all times. It's like a homemade EpiPen. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it, it's nothing like extra where like throat's closing up and stuff like that's really, really scary. So I'm glad it's like at least something that hopefully you can treat for the most part while you're at home without, you know, yeah. being too fearful. Yeah. Well, it's still fucking scary. But you're right. It could, it could be a lot worse. Uh, but let's get to it. Let's do, uh, let's do our weekly recap since we are recording here on October 18th, Tuesday approximately 9 30 p.m for those who care our first matchup is it's a me jamario and uh, oh yeah Spiewak versus you know i ball gino phil arroyan bill's team names this week have been fire not gonna lie uh, honestly i haven't understood any of them uh, they're, they're little of them. little wayne lyrics oh okay i didn't yeah. get that but this was a big matchup because andy was coming in at two and three phil was coming in at one and four Andy is the uh, the well-known tanker coming into the year, and Phil had a top three team going into the season and has given up, I don't even know how many more points than the second. Oh, dude, person. it's hilarious. Yeah, I actually was there today. Uh, so he's averaging 177 and change against, which is just ludicrous. Because oh he So he's given up 10 points more per week than the top two scorers in our league. So it's like he's playing like a somebody better than the best team in our league. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I'm not the last person to defend Phil, but this is absurd. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking straight out of the loony bin. I don't even know. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, you know, that's why coming into this week, he traded Travis Kelsey for a bit, like most likely a top three pick. And I don't know if he made yeah. any other deals, um, but... He started to plan for the future. He traded for Russ, or he traded Russ. Oh, the Russ from fucking Yeah, we'll talk about that guy. Um, <laughs> and now the the script was kind of flipped. Andy is kind of catching his stride. Dropped 147, and Phil only dropped 102. So where Phil was giving up a lot of points, he was also scoring a lot of points, and it just he didn't still is. I think matter. he's third points in the league. Yeah. Yeah. So well, when the... you're giving up better than the best of the league, you're poor. <laughs> yeah. So. Sorry about so, that, Phil. Real quick, one other fun, one other really fun thing: the low score of the season against him is is, is his win. It's me, one twenty one, uh-huh. uh, ninety four, which I bet's like a little bit below the league average. Um, but his other his other lowest, next lowest, is one forty six from Drew this week. He's twice given up two hundred and once given up one ninety nine. <laughs> so just three auto <laughs> losses. <laughs> It's incredible. That's what you get for getting Mitch Trubisky as your starting quarterback in your championship victory and getting six touchdowns from Alvin and Kamara. But it's all good. Anyways, Andy is starting to come to his own. He's got Burrow, Brees Hall, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then Alec Pierce, who seems to be okay. And running back number one on the Broncos, Latavius Murray. And Phil, on the other hand, you know, rolled with Gino, Eno, Jeff, 
CD, Debo, Christian, David, and CEH. Decided to go with everybody's yeah. first name for a little bit. Yeah, it was a rough week for Phil. Um, he's got DeAndre Swift, who's still out, but was on a bye. He's got Garrett Wilson, who we don't know what's going on there. Um, no, we it, know what's going on there. Yeah, I know. The Brees just... is nasty. Big, big disaster trade for me. It happens, whatever. It doesn't um, happen. It's still got value, but it's, it's a disaster. Um, anyways, uh, he, what's happening is Zach Wilson fucking blows. They want to run the ball, not have to fucking have him throw it at all. And he prefers to throw it to Corey Davis when he prefers to throw. So kudos to you, Lamar. You predicted Hey-o. that. <laughs> yeah, who do we got next? Good victory, Andrew. Moving to three and three. Sorry, Phil. You're one and five. Tough luck. All right. Next up, we've got Dumps Like a Cup and the Mooth Hurts. Great names <laughs> all around. Um, the Mooth was out for this one, though. Injury. Um, concussion. Seems to be the theme of the year. And now people are missing like two weeks automatically with concussion. It's kind of wild, actually. Um, that's a big change from recent years. You almost always were back. And now it's like, not so sure. Naeem Hines, th- last Thursday, he did get his bell rung. But mm. he missed on a Thursday. He still missed the game. So that that would not have happened recently prior to uh, the two up. True. So t- overarching theme of this one was Tim's team struggled. Um Chris's team did enough, which you're going to expect his team to do most weeks. Um, Jalen Hurts, 19.3, is is actually a pretty bad week for him. <laughs> That's a floor week, but pretty mm-hmm. good floor. Um, like that deal to get Hurts. I think he's just going to be – I'm concerned about him staying healthy because he's running it a lot, but top three quarterback pretty much every week. Well, he looks like the real deal, man. Yeah, he looks great. He, really does. he looks great. Um, Philly's definitely known for folding in the second half, so I wouldn't rule that out. Just like an overall team thing, but they look pretty fucking good. They so. just look so good. On the other side of the coin, we've got Justin Herbert. A little bit of concern. He threw it 57 times for 12.3 fantasy points. That's almost impossible. We'll talk about how uh, many times he threw it to Mike Williams, too. <laughs> he threw it plenty. Just he was blanketed. Um, Dalvin Cook, honestly... This Dalvin Cook touchdown, and he had a 55-yard touchdown or something at the end of the game to save his week. Um, it almost cost Chris the week had he not gotten that. It would have been very, very close. Yeah, it came uh, down to that run. And, I mean, Miles Sanders and Jefferson had good games, but Andrews. Yeah, Jefferson was good. But, yeah, it was Andrews who really came through with a touchdown and 100 yards. Nobody else on Baltimore did anything. Um, so, you know, I think I think that's it's the Mark Andrews show, really. Bateman's still out. Uh, Duvernay, I think he had one catch. So, you know, he is who we thought he was. Well, he didn't uh, catch one with his butt cheeks this week. So, well, yeah, uh, he didn't exactly. Well, no magic popped out of a hat and into his arms <laughs> for the seventh consecutive week. Uh, <laughs> Kareem Hunt was a disappointment. I mean, the Browns got stomped by the Pats. So, you know, it's not. Go Pats. Yeah, go Pats. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. Kareem Hunt is somebody who is supposed to be pretty good, but he's doing his best A.J. Dillon impression this year. So we'll mm. see. They actually have virtual same stats. If you go and look through big week ones and done nothing since. Really? Um, yeah. So you'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but luckily for Chris, he'll have um, options of Pollard and maybe Cook down the stretch. This team's not as deep as it once was, though, I don't feel like. Yeah, and I mean, un- unfortunately for the rest of the league, this was a beatable week. Yeah, oh, for sure. 
you know, dropping yeah, one one thirty. Um the move hurts. Fortunately. Couldn't capitalize. It's all good. Chris Lux out again. Down week. Mostert, maybe not as good as we thought he was. Marquise Brown maybe out for the season. That's a really unfortunate for Tim. Second injury with Bateman going down too. Yeah. Devonta Smith looks good. Like him. Should be good rest of the season. Maybe not a wide receiver one, but wide receiver two good. Um mm. Jerry Judy, we'll see if Russ can do anything, but it looks ugly right now. And his I don't know. His vagina hurts. But uh yeah, Russ is a pussy. Um had to acquire <laughs> that. But uh Zach Gentry, <laughs> terrible week. Um Alan Robinson bounce back week though. 17.3 first, uh 17.3 points. Yeah. Maher five, Ravens D. So Connor's still out. Sounds like he's going to be out maybe another week. Could be back this week. Rashad White did not look as good this week or play as much. Tim's team had a negative week. Chris's team, I think, maybe also had a negative week, but uh, he obviously is still 6-0. <laughs> yeah. And we'll keep moving down the line. We had Team Listy Man, Mike List versus all of a sudden, James Fratantonio. Uh, both teams were 3-2 and two coming in. Both teams were expansion teams, so big week for the new boys facing off. Uh, we got Kyler Murray versus Patrick Mahomes. Advantage Mahomes by four. ETN versus Fournette. Advantage Fournette by 11. So first two right off the bat makes you think Jimbo had this in the bag. But then right. Zeke Zeke over Montgomery, 17-10. to 10. Juju Smith-Schuster over Amari, 26-14. to 14. That's and a then, brutal game. That yeah. one time that was such a joke. <laughs> Juju. And then London for Jim had, had the advantage seven over three to Curtis Samuel. And then a big one. Big one from Mike Ayuk over AJ Brown, 28 to 17. And then a that big was, what was that? That was huge, but yeah. not as big as the next one. Yeah, the next one is really what it came down to, I think. Uh Mike Gasicki versus Evan Ingram, 25 for Gasicki, nine for Ingram. And then the flex spot, Devontae Parker outscoring Courtland, Portland Sutton by seven is just funny. Just funny. I, mean, I, can, so talk one, the, I can talk about the Broncos all night. Oh, it, it is funny. But one other funny thing is Gusecki doubled his point total for the season yesterday or yeah. two days ago. He's been so bad. I actually doubled it. <laughs> I would have believed you if you said he quadrupled it. He like, heard his name all year. And Mike's like, oh, I'm going to pick up that guy this week. He's been really terrible. honestly. When he saw it, I literally was like, this is the worst pickup in the world. Yeah. Uh, he's going to get one, and then he gets 25. <laughs> How does shoot. Mike do it? <laughs> you throw enough shit at the wall, man, eventually it'll stick. That's the motto of fantasy football. <laughs> but who do we got next? All right, so up next, we've got more Mondre, please. And Mike, I dropped the Hamler on. <laughs> so this one Kirk Cousins versus Lamar Jackson honestly if I had told you that Kirk Cousins was going to beat Lamar Jackson no one would have ever believed me 18.7 to 18.5 it was close but it, honestly when that happens a huge win huge win for your team against Mike I was expecting more than a point two point differential <laughs> <laughs> way to go I Kirk. mean if, you, if I lost by five I would have been thrilled so <laughs> that's great um, Eckler versus Stevenson another win Max wins 27 to 25.7. Eckler looks great lately. Uh, in against really the good I mean, he caught 10 passes yesterday. It's laughable. Um, 16 <laughs> targets. Absurd. 
That's Najee <laughs> Harris it's, stuff right there. That really is. It's for, the former uh, Najee Harris. Um, Lindsey versus Eckler, or, or sorry, Lindsey versus Singletary. 16.4 for Singletary to 6.5 for Lindsey. I mean, Max was desperate with with Taylor out the, last week, although it looks like he should be back this week. Um, Metcalf versus Boyd, 5.4 to 12.6. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, this was the one that really hurt, though. Daubs, Dubes, 6.1, Dooby Doobies, 6.1 to 32.8 for Stefan Dix. He's so good, man. Um, oh, he's, he's just until the wheels fall off, Mike. Keep him. Um, yes, two is years, maybe. Yeah, he's good, dude. So that would hurt. Um, Dobbs has really fallen off since his one good game in week two. Dude, um, Moore 10.9 versus Myers 10. Fant 10.5. It's like a list pickup. He got 10 from a guy who should have gotten zero. Um, and Goddard 4.2. So that's a surprising one for Mike. Mm, Honestly, with with Jackson, Eckler, and Goddard losing, I never would have guessed that Mike would have won this matchup, to be totally honest. Um that yeah, digs matchup large. It's another opportunity for one of these studs in our leagues to lose, and they didn't lose. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean 144 is still pretty good, but it is. Uh, it was a fairly down week for Mike overall. <laughs> I wish I could score 144. Am I right? I think I got it twice this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who we got next? We've got the boys of Mooney Field, Patrick mm. McEnany versus the Italian tank, Kareem Matchup of the week. This was the toilet bowl of the year so far. <laughs> Pat, <will> com- <laughs> Pat coming in at one and four versus Kareem coming in at one and four. At the quarterback position, we had Kenny Pickett being outscored by 11 by Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, oh my God, this is awful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Samaje Pirine outscored DJ Dallas by three, 3.8 to 0.62. J.K. Dobbins outscored Joseph Kelly, if that's his first name, 2.2 to uh, 0. Joshua, but close. Joshua. It began with the J. I got that right. And you did now. The highlight of the matchup, Tyreek Hill versus Michael Pittman, stud versus stud. Tyreek Hill with the advantage advantage by three. And then Darnell Mooney versus Terry McLaurin, the worst player in the world. Just kidding. I love you, Terry, but your situation sucks. Uh, Mooney <laughs> up by five. Just this far better than DJ Moore. <laughs> yes, a little bit. And then uh, I got to look at this guy. Joshua Palmer got that one right. Um, outscored everyone's new favorite player in the NFL, Robbie Anderson, 14.7 to zero. And then we, like, I don't even, he's so bad at Dude. everything he does. He's like over there, like, why didn't I get my targets, coach? And like, what, but what you're about terrible. my targets? So the Panthers had 16 air yards this week. 16. That's almost impossible. I could go out there and get 16 air yards. This is ridiculous. I mean, I might even be able to get 18. Maybe. Almost 10% more. Or more than 10% more. <laughs> Jesus. Like I, so let's talk, about, let's talk about the fact that you sold the house to the guy who, the wide receivers coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Daly, I think his name is. Um, so he, I was literally watching the clip, and I'm like, why the fuck do I know this guy? 
And I'm like seeing him on the, on the field. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I, I definitely know him. <laughs> and so I like start Googling it, obviously. And I'm like, Joe Daly, Joe Daly. Holy shit. He, uh, yeah, I was working in Winchester and he got a job with the um, BC Eagles uh, as their wide receiver coach. I think he came from maybe Tulane, I, I, some place that's like not super well known. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, they like literally needed a place like immediately. It was like one of the easiest sales ever. Um, they like found the first house they were done. Good. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the last I thought of them until <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Hey, that guy that's yelling at Robbie Anderson. I sold him his house. What? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it was wild. No offense to Kareem and Pat. I love them both, but we're no longer talking about their matchup. Pat is one and five. Kareem is two and four. Toilet bowl goes to the Italian tank. Way to go. Congrats to you. All right. I think that brings us to James versus Brendan. Oh, boy, Brendan. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, I'm not going to say that this is for using the trademark front row GIF, GIF, whatever you prefer. Jiffy, but let's not forget when you sent that and what the overall result was. Whew, that's a tough one to swallow. Yeah, tell us more about that. So let's break it down. So it was Tom Brady getting his clock cleaned by Trevor Lawrence. 16.3 to 27.5. Honestly, I didn't think we would see Lawrence over 15 again the whole year. So maybe you're going to be okay, Brendan. He had two rushing touchdowns. Okay, maybe you're not going to be okay. Um, what? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to get two every game. So exactly. <laughs> uh, McCaffrey twenty four point one over James Robinson seven point seven. So I actually had mentioned to you. I think it was Thursday night. I was like, man, I can't believe you took Brian Robinson out. I would so take his thirteen point three right now rather than having to sweat James Robinson to beat it. This is what I was worried about. You were right. Um, Alvin Kamara, 20.3. He looks good. Um, he does. For this year, I think, honestly, I like I like what you've done. I mean, as a fellow avid trader, I yes. understand that mistakes and bad trades are going to happen. Yes. So I don't, I don't, it doesn't affect me in the same way that it would affect, say, a Drew, who, mm. you know, Kenny Walker, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm just fucking with him, but. But you understand what I'm saying. Like, there's gonna, there's bad trades that are going to be made. Uh, it comes with the territory. There's also plenty of good trades, and mm-hmm. I think six championships speak for themselves. So, oh, sure. um, anyways, next up, Gabe Davis, sixteen point four. Thank you for that money, Andy. <laughs> eight point eight. Are you gonna take another ten off him this week too? Nah, Get that well. treasury bond for twenty though. We'll think about it. All right, um, <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie. 3.42. The good news is this week he played. Um, so it was yes. 3.42, but it wasn't zero. Versus 15.5 for Godwin. Um, actually, in 95 yards, that was a pretty good game for him. Um, yeah, he had 12 targets. He only caught yeah. six of them. So I don't know if that's a pretty good game. It's a bad game for the Bucks because the Bucks are killing me this year. But yeah, a good game good. overall for Chris. I, I agree. I know. I might be back on the Godwin wagon. I'm going to have to acquire him off you. Yeah, um, Pickens 5.9. The bad news for Pickens is that Pickett might be out. Yeah. Um, so he doesn't seem to be in as much favor with Trubisky. He prefers Claypool. 
who actually looked good this game. He did. Um, Mirage. Yeah, he's uh, terrible. Zach Ertz for 14. I like Zach Ertz this year, man. It's just, you know, he looks good. Dude, every uh, week, every week I feel like I'm playing against someone on the Cardinals who's benefiting from them being terrible and having to play catch up and throw every pass for the last, in the fourth quarter. It's like, oh, Zach Ertz before the fourth quarter had no. two had two points. And he he's finished with 14. I mean, he's not doing like super well because their offense fucking blows. Yeah. But he's between 10 and 16 every week, which from your tight end position, That's man, if want. Kyle Pitts could get me 10 every week, I would die. Uh, <laughs> You'd poop your pants. <laughs> Just like you did last night. Um, now we're getting to the we're getting to the meat of this matchup. This is really what boils down. Um, here we are, Mike Williams, 3.7. Um, and Kelsey, 21. Ertz, 14. Great. We don't care about them. I do want to come back to this next part, but McManus, 13. Mike Williams, 3.7. Also had a catch that I think was actually a catch for like 25 yards, which you would have you would have lost on. Um, no. But it, it didn't count, so it doesn't matter. It wasn't a get the one at the end of the game? I don't know when it was. Yeah, when he I was just like, saw the Twitter. When he was on the sidelines or whatever. Yeah, his I watched the replays live at the game. We're not at the game, but watching the game live, it wasn't a catch. Trust okay. me, I was almost diarying in my diarrheaing in my pants because did I did. You get your so protractor out to confirm that it was over the line. Oh, his the microscope. I don't, re- I don't remember. <laughs> All I remember is looking at that and being like, "Oh my god, I'm so lucky." He was. So it was lucky. the last play of the game. It was in the. It was in overtime, or like the end of the fourth quarter, and Troy Aikman was. Troy Aikman was like, that wasn't a catch, but that's why you should be targeting Mike Williams more. Like, I don't understand why they haven't thrown to him more. Like, Sertan's a great yeah, player. And Sertan. Blah, blah, blah. And, like, yeah, but I was watching Mike Williams every fucking play, and, like, he was open more than it would seem. So, if I'm Mike. I knew him because they were worried he wouldn't be open kind of deal. Yeah, like kind of running all the offense around the fact that he would just be taking Sertan and maybe um, some safety help away from the play. Yeah. But. Kenny Walker versus Deion Jackson. Who would have thought Deion Jackson would put up 29? I think he was RB1 this week. Absurd. He was. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, he's out, though, so Brendan, sorry. His 10 receptions are also not going to be there. So, like, this one I don't get. You've got Jonathan Taylor, and you've got Ke- past – Catching specialist Naeem Hines mm. when they're in the game. No, we don't throw them the ball. No, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. We'll only do that for Dion fucking Jackson. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah. I, I, the second I saw him in Brendan's lineup, it's like, I'm cooked. I don't, this guy's gonna, he had 14 <laughs> points last week and he didn't even play that much. I'm screwed. And he actually dropped 29. And like, I just remember like the, the ebbs and flows of this matchup. Like it started off kind of close, and then for a while, Brendan was just like distancing himself, and all my guys in the early round, early games, just did nothing. Petered out. Did nothing, and whatever. Um, going into the later games, I remember Brendan. I was starting to make a comeback, and Brendan was like, "Oh, I haven't scored any points in so long." And then Christian McCaffrey <laughs> just like, "Oh, it's okay, Brendan. I got you. Sixty yard catch." No, no problem. And then Ertz with his 10 fourth quarter points. It's like, yeah. oh my God, I actually thought I had a chance of pulling some bullshit victory off. And, <laughs> and alas. <laughs> and alas, we go on a Monday night down eight, 
McManus versus Mike Williams. He Williams, man. This is why we need kickers in the league. If we didn't have kickers, this would have happened. It's so dumb. This is <laughs> one of the easiestly the dumbest victory of the year so far. And so what do you think of another flex instead of a kicker? No. Why? I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. Kicking is a scoring part of football. If we just take it out of our league, we're taking a fun part of the game of football out of our league. Like, but we we but we're we're just switching it with a with a better a more fun part. I don't. I'm not because like kicking is really not that fun. I'm not against a flex spot, but I don't see the point of taking something away just to bring something in or bring something in to take something away. Well, I guess the reason would be to create more of a skill-based decision for this last spot, but also not to totally jeopardize our um, record, so to speak, right? Because, I mean, obviously we've been scoring more points as we've gone on. So, like, it's not comparable from day one to day, you know, now. But, like, the idea would not to be totally inflate our score. Although I'm not necessarily opposed to that. But I think that, you know, making making, – another flex spot would create a situation where depth becomes a little bit more important, which would maybe uh, limit or change the way keepers are sort of viewed a little bit in order to compete during a season. You might have to actually only really have two or three guys you can truly keep as opposed to always holding on to four forever um, because you're going to need to have flexibility within injuries and stuff like that to, to maneuver guys in your lineup to truly be competitive any given season. I don't yeah. know, just a thought. That's I, mean, how, I kind of think that would be more fun, but if we want to have kickers getting 11 and 7, that's fine. Or 18 from Nick Folk last week, 16 from Carlson last week, uh, Monday Night Miracle. But 14. I don't get what's fun about that. Because it's a point, it's a part of football where somebody's like, all right, I'm going to score three points for my team, and we're sitting there like, oh, cool, someone's kicking a field goal and I'm benefiting nothing. No, like we want to be able to just – be involved in as much football as possible, right? So, like, I don't know. Add a flex spot, make it a yes, make it a flex spot. And I guess why don't we get punters? Because they don't score points inside the twenty. Maybe like a nice little inside the fivers worth four points. I'm just saying, like, why not punters? It's not a fun, entertaining scoring aspect of the game of football. But kicking it through some uprights is hell yeah, man. Yeah, eh, eh. I'm, I'm all for, I'm, I'm all for k- keeping kickers. I'm all for adding a flex spot, and I'm all for adding three defensive players, and I'm all for reducing our keepers to three. Requiring, I think one. that's probably the biggest one with fourteen. I think it's kind of a necessity, like ultimately, in order to to truly be like a more competitive league overall. Yeah. And I think we should make one of those three required to be a defensive player that would be wild but we'd have to figure out how to make defensive points comparable with like an offensive player if that makes sense because yeah, i, I no think idea. the way like a lot of leagues do it it's not that comparable i i don't know i'm not well, i'd have to look into it more but there's uh, really good ones and there's not so good ones and that's just like everything else in fantasy so i think it'd be super fun um shake up the league a little bit getting a whiff of this auction draft for basketball just made fun, things right? like it opened your you eyes to so many different too, right? ways 
yeah, you can make it so make this leak whatever the hell. It's we more want. flexibility with auction, which is kind of cool, and I think that's what's always been sort of the um, calling card of it. Is and we've obviously never explored it to this point, but it's yeah. a really interesting. Uh, all right, let's move on. Yeah, we've got the last matchup of the week is Mr. Ryan Fournier. Mr. Popper's Penguins versus Break the Wallers Down, Ryan Labar, Battle of the Ryans. Here we go. And what should have defined the matchup was Josh Allen dropping 32 versus Rogers 14. But then Saquon. He's not gotten 20 this year. Yeah, that's terrible. Hence my Russell Wilson trade. (laughs) (laughs) Saquon outscored Aaron Jones 20 to 8. AJ Dillon outscored the alligator 10.2 to 6.6. 6. Um, <laughs> DJ Moore. Think? I'm laughing at the nickname of DJ Moore. Uh, oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. DJ Moore <laughs> dropped 3.7. Corey Davis, that was 7. pre McMahon. <laughs> that was what? Oh, pre- that was pre McManus Miracle. Yeah, of course. Uh, Waddle continues it. He's. Quarterback proof. He had 18.9 versus Thielen's 15.6. So good, dude. He's Hell, the next time. He is. Alan Lazard, 17.6 over Mike Evans, 8.2. Kyle Pitts, 10.9 over Taysom Hills, 5.2. Kyle Pitts got in the end zone, man. I mean, is tied his season and career high. It's, it's Let's fucking, go. Fucking baffling. Um, Daryl Henderson, Three big defining, though, disappointing. <laughs> yeah, big defining factor of this is uh, he dropped fourteen point four, and Valdez Scantling dropped zero. Big old goose egg. Goose egg. Those just completely decimate an entire matchup. But that's fine. Um, suck up fourteen, Tucker eight, Chargers D eight seven, Rams thirteen point three. Um, I think. Fournier coming out with a 133 to 104 victory. It's huge. It brings him to three and three and Labar down to two and four. We talked about it beforehand. Labar and I texted. Yeah. And I want to read you something because he's not going to be happy that I read this, but I think it's the reason that I won. And I know (laughs) that Max will do that. So let me pull it up. Where are we here? We also discussed the Josh Allen trade but he was unreasonable, um, mm. which he should be. He may be the best player ever. Yeah, um, he's very good. So, where is it? Okay. So I had to go further back than I thought. You guys just writing novels to each other? Well, now I don't know where it went. Give me one second. Apparently there may have been more novels than I anticipated. Is Josh Allen well. negotiations got intense? I know. It was longer than I thought. Um, wow. I really can't find it. Okay, here it is. I think we could both use this win, says Labar. Oh, yeah, it'd be ideal, replied Fournier. 
Not a death knell. And not great if you lose, Fournier continued. Exactly, Lamar said in response. I do have Chris's bye week next week, though. Ooh. Oh, that's a gift, Fournier said. Wow, LOL. <laughs> Lamar replied, we should make a rule where once a season you can decide to do a gentleman's tie. <laughs> your points for the week still go to your season total, but you can agree on a tie before the Thursday game with your opponent. I would so do that this week. Ha ha. And thus, he lost the matchup. <laughs> what a gentleman. I would do that this week. <laughs> That's how I imagined him saying it. <laughs> I would just I would just figure out how to co-work Staz or Chris to uh, agree to tie when right? I played them. I'll give you all my picks next year. Every time. <laughs> What's your Venmo? You want 50 bucks? That's half your buy-in. Side deals are not approved by the commissioners. Just so you know. What they don't know, they don't know. Um, oh, well. Check your Venmos regularly to confirm there's no illicit activity. All right. Well, yeah, we've got a. <laughs> that was a big victory for Mr. Fournier. And overall, you know, we, we got Chris at 6 and 0, Mike Staz at 6 and 0, Mike List at 4 and 2, Jimbo at 3 and 3, Tim at 3 and 3, Fournier at 3 and 3, Brendan at 3 and 3. Max at three and three, Andy at three and three, Lavar <laughs> at two and four, James at two and four, Kareem at two and four, and then Pat and Phil at one and five. How many three and threes is that? One, six, two, three, three and threes. Four, five, actually. Yep. Almost <laughs> half the league is three and three. You know what that means? Anybody who's two and four is only one game back from the playoffs, baby. <clears throat> but what's funny is like what I love about our no division, uh, system now is that you go through this and it's like okay this week there's six three and threes but like in two weeks it'll be like oh there's seven four and fours and like, <laughs> it'll just keep going until we get to the end there's always going to be somebody playing last week to win to go to the playoffs like you and i did last year yep every time just got to put That's yourself awesome. in the mix it's oh, awesome yeah. all right so let's do this um, trade block Oh no, that was that was yesterday. I don't know why it's showing me that. Let's do our. We did a little thing during the day today, where yeah. we we did some we did some power rankings. You know, we're we're through <laughs> six weeks. Uh, we got a pretty good sample size of what's going to happen this year, and honestly, everything's probably going to flip upside down at least one more time. So it seems like the right time to. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, people are not ranking. even halfway through yet. Next week is the halfway point, so yeah. there's a lot of football left. Oh yeah, and yeah, I don't have the list in front of me. I've got it. But um, let's let's start. You want to go bottom to top? Yeah, I'll go start fourteen and go down to one. Cool. Uh, I think this is an easy one. Which one is it? I forget. Oh, it's Kareem. Ah, Kareem. (laughs) Yeah, this was a debate. You know, a little debate. Does it go Pat Kareem or Kareem Pat and? Turns out Pat has Terry Kill and Kareem has a bunch of doo-doo. So hey. here we are. <laughs> it comes down to Tyreek and Olave. I won't say yeah, Dobbins. No, I won't say Dobbins yet, but No, I don't think we can. Uh, but Tyreek and Olave versus Michael Pittman and actually I do like Damian Pierce. I keep forgetting that he's on Kareem's team. Uh, yeah. 
He does. I, you know, I honestly, I just assume he has no players, but that's fair. He does have Damian Pierce. I'm yeah. not his biggest fan long term, but I can't deny he looks great. He does look good. Uh, but yeah, I still think Kareem's got to be a 14. He's just been, he tried to make a move and go after Javante and Javante towards ACL. And what's funny though is Kareem is ahead of Phil in the standings. Excellent. <laughs> 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 God, I love uh, this league. Uh, but yeah, then we got Pat at 13. Yeah, and, we foreshadowed that one pretty well. <laughs> yeah, like we said, Olave, Tyreek, and then, um, you know, we'll see what Dobbins turns out to be. I still think it's not like he's not good. And, yeah, he had a bad injury. He's got to recover from it. But um, the Ravens' offense is just weird to me. Like, one, It's been a weird offense. In, in, a sim- in, like, they've been really good some weeks and not as good some other weeks. They kind of look a little bit like the Packers' offense. It's like they don't know what they want to do out there. Like, yeah. Should we throw? Um, should we do a running play? We're not really sure. And then Lamar just does everything, so he's amazing. And Rodgers can barely do anything. Yeah, and honestly, like I think about the Ravens and like for our pick'em league, I don't think I am gonna touch them because they could be seven and a half point favorites, and I'd be like, oh my god, they're playing right. this terrible team. I'm gonna make them my key pick, and they'll lose by ten. They play, yeah, they play down to their opponent's level way too much. I agree with yeah. that. I um. Uh, as a dominant pick em player, I uh, will not reveal my secrets. Yeah. Way to go, man. I've had two <laughs> bad weeks, so I think I've fallen out of the top ten. I think I'm in second. There you go. Um, who's who's 12? Uh, number 12 is uh, Mr. LeBarry. Ah, LeBar, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's, what, two and four. You know, he, he's got some good players, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans. Josh so Allen, we but... talk about Aaron Jones, like we talk about AJ Dillon being <sighs> terrible, right? That's your response. Because we talk Aaron about Jones him too much. Had one, yeah, right? Had one good week. Admittedly, it was quite a week at thirty-five. But other than that, he's had his high as eighteen, and he's twice failed to reach ten, while the other two times have been eleven. So he's in. He's sitting RB fourteen, which is good, but. His touches have actually been kind of going down 16, 13, and 9 this past week. He should be getting so many more receptions. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I just – me personally, maybe a lot of people feel this way too, but I don't want to lump people into this thought process. Um, the way I look at it is I think of all these running backs who are just athletes and like they could operate out of the slot. They could be moved around and be utilized as like an all-purpose uh, kind of guy, like Tyreek does, or like the Pats used Tyquan Thornton, or like Debo's used. And I it's think like, route running is a legitimate concern there, but I don't disagree that some of these backs are more capable than others. Yeah, and I I think part of where I go wrong is I'm just like they're an athlete, they can catch, they're fast, and they're fucking good, but like nobody has ever just kind of converted running back to wide receiver and that's kind of what so many people were saying like oh who the dynamo antonio he went from wide receiver to running back well i'm just saying i mean he's a dual threat well i he's another person where i'm like why don't you just put him out in the slot let him run some fucking routes and use him because he's got skill but they don't do it so there's something that i i think i'm personally missing about these athletes who are running backs that don't get used 
as wide receivers. Be the reason he's not an NFL coach. What? <laughs> no, I really think it's because they can't run the routes. Like I think it's like they they're too limiting to your offense in terms of what you can actually put them out there to do, so the defense can play them in a certain way. That it's, I think that that's got to be what it is. Because I agree with you; these guys are super athletic. Like we know he can catch. It's like, oh, he, he's a receiver. He's a running back. So we can't. Catch. No, Aaron Jones can catch the football. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know. It's got to be something like that, though. No, it's the only thing that makes sense. It's just frustrating because you're like, this guy's so good. Why doesn't he get more touches? And well, it makes no there's sense. There's just the more way, to it. Lafleur, the way Lafleur is running that offense, it's brutal. Whatever they're trying to do, like they don't know what they're doing. They can't decide if they're a running team or if they're a passing team. They don't, and they're like, don't mix it up. They like pass one drive and run the next drive. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I also think a big part of it is why, like, we all kind of think Najee Harris sucks. It's he has no O line, right? Like, think about it. No, He's that's got, fair too. Like the Steelers' O line is terrible, so they can't run the ball. He's got nowhere to go. He's always getting knocked down behind the line of scrimmage, and he can't do yeah. anything. Um, like he's not a bad player. His situation sucks, and I do think he's a little slightly overrated. Um, so that combination just makes it sound so much worse. But also, what's wrong with the Bucks offense right now? They have all their weapons, and Brady's yeah. just getting eaten alive. Dude, Pittsburgh, that's so brutal. <laughs> and like, what's happening with with the Packers? And he's got some rookie guys. Whatever, Lazard's fine. Doobie Doobs, I think, is is obviously a decent wide receiver, and they've got their running backs. The problem is their O-line. They can't block for yeah. shit. And they got no time to run plays. Aaron Rodgers has no confidence in his O-line, and he's lacking confidence his in his receivers. receivers. Yeah. Like, that, I think, speaks volumes. Everything, I think, just comes down to O-line play, right? Like, who's on the lines? It's Jared Goff throwing to – I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is great, but then it's like Josh Reynolds and Quentin Zephus when he plays. I don't even know who the fuck else there, but the Lions offense is fantastic. Did Zephus this week? I don't know they were on by. They were on by. So I just think so much ties into O line play. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think Aaron Jones is is great, but I don't know what's going to happen with him moving forward. And historically, he's always kind of had really big games and then not so great games. Like no, I had him, especially the last couple of years. Like I had him for a couple of games. And for a couple of years or a year plus, I don't remember exactly. You but... did like a couple of years back for like two years, I think, which is crazy. Yeah. And like he dropped a 50 burger one time, but that yeah. was like oh. one time, you know, he's yeah. a good player, but I mean, he just can't take the, he can't take 25 touches a week or 20 touches a week. He'll die. Yeah, um, but, but he's a really electric player when he gets the ball in space. True. Who we got at uh, 11? We got Phil. Bill, yeah. Tough. yeah, we talked about it a little bit. It's just super funny that his team is one in five. Um, I will yeah. say the reason part of the reason that he's here at 11, and we talked about this earlier today when we we're making these rankings. You know, it's not just that he's one in five, so he's at, at 11, because I think his team is probably more realistically around the five six slot as far as, far as like pure quality of squad, yeah, but. I will say his team is down from what was probably like a three, four slot to a five, six, maybe even seven slot right now. Like I'd put him right in that Tim, Andy and I grouping at the moment um, overall, as far as like what your team looks like if we were to start over right now. Um, So that's part of the reason that he's, he's at 11 because I do think that he still has the ability to win weeks and pretty much any week, but it's unlikely he's going to do enough to make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, 
What you probably need seven. Seven what? Wins. Uh, yeah, but also remember we extended NFLs a, a week longer this year. So no, he, I know. So he's got eight weeks to get. So he's got to go six and two. It's not impossible. No, he doesn't it's not. win the pie break. So if he goes six and two, he'll make it. But it's unlikely. It is, and I also think it's less likely now that he traded Travis Kelsey. Um, yeah. There's there's just a gap in the team in his roster, but also when Swift comes back. That should help, but also CAH. CAH has fallen off. CAH stinks, sh- yeah. And will, will Swift one. really play that much more? I mean, last year he did the same thing, and then he got re-injured again, and he missed the rest of the season. He did the same thing as his first year. So, yeah, you well, know, I'm not going to just assume he's going to come back. He's amazing when he plays. Great play. Like, don't get me wrong. But I'm just not – and if they come back, is he going to get 20 touches? No, he's probably going to get 12. Like, he'll be Aaron Jones. Uh, yeah, he's just so good. It's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phil's team is definitely, in my opinion, better than 11, but he's 1-5. and five. So, there you go. That's as high as you can put a 1-5 team in my mind. <laughs> That's all we could do for you, Phil. Who do we all got right. at the next one? Number 10, we have yourself. Ah, yes. 2-4. and four. Here we go. I don't know. I think um, after what Andy states is the luckiest victory in – History. It's hard to argue to go from not the luckiest victory. It's close though, but it's not the. <laughs> I mean, the kicker outscored Brendan's best wide receiver. Well, by lucky. ten, no, it's pretty lucky. I'll give yeah, you that. It's very very lucky. <laughs> um, but like, I'm two and four. I like my roster. I mean, and Kamara's fine. Um, Kenneth Walker is a beast. Uh, Godwin, Gabe, and Michael Thomas. I hope he comes back. Um, but then who else do I have? I mean, I've got Gallup, I've got Pickens, Pickens is fine. Then I got Kelsey. So, like, my wide receivers, I've got a lot of options, but outside of like the first two and Gabe and Godwin, they aren't really that great. So, I've kind of like transitioned to a running back heavy team, which is just kind of funny. Um, finally got there. Yay. Um, But hopefully, I mean, I I really do very much enjoy George Pickens, and I hope he's really good. Um, but I, there's an interesting balance to this team that I think is makes it capable of beating almost anyone on a on any given week. Probably have to get super lucky to beat Chris or Mike, or yeah, I think that's where it ends, honestly. But no, I think four, it's got some. I think it's got some upside uh, pieces. I think it's got downside too, no doubt. Um, For sure. And, and but overall, I do think it's it's a team you've put together that you know it could go out and beat a team if Kelsey goes off and if Kamara goes off and if Godwin goes off. So and Davis mm-hmm. has a big week, right? Like you have some upside. So I and think it, I think it's a and Walker and Walker. So I think you've got you've got a you know you've put together a decent squad from from uh, several weeks of seemingly turmoil <laughs> yeah it's been brutal but hey happy to be at 10 instead of 13 so yeah there you go who do we got at nine uh at nine we've got max maxie maxie's been what he's three and three working three his way three. through the year with uh two games with no jt a couple yep. more games of no one win, one loss yeah a couple of no no game no scoring games from tight ends um been a brutal year for him with that position but you know Ramondre looks awesome um it'll be interesting to see what happens with 
Damian Harris and him when he comes back. Because, like, Ramondre just looks like the dude. Uh, looks right. But Damian Harris is also really good. No, so, he, I think he'll be involved probably, but maybe he'll be the, the sort of backup as opposed to the starter like he sort of was initially. Yeah. Uh, I, I would hope. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of who's going to start, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. Well, here's the question. What happens when Montgomery comes back? Is he going to play a third down role? Like, they always do that fucking shit. They will. I mean, look, Ramondre is the only guy right now. If people yeah. are healthy, Belichick's going to play everyone. He just wants to. He always does that. He just wants to play as many people as possible, reduce injuries, keep people fresh. That's kind of why everyone's always hated the running back position for the Pats and why there's really never been a good wide receiver to have outside of Julian Edelman when you know that he's pretty much capped at 17 or 18. Right. So he runs a rotation at all the positions largely. Yeah. So, well, but part of that is that they never had anyone good enough to not run the fucking rotation. Yeah, it's true because when they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker, it was, and even Dante Stallworth, it was that show. And when it was Gronk right. and Aaron Hernandez, it was those two. So yeah. they've always run a rotation. It's a very good point. But I think Max's team is interesting, right? DeAndre Hopkins is coming back now. Uh, who knows? I, I'm so I was. I was concerned about him until Hollywood got hurt because now it's like those targets aren't just all going to go to Rondale freaking Moore. Rondale Moore's already getting 10. Ertz is already getting 10. No, I I, he, I hear that. But, I mean, they're not going to throw it like 50 times every game theoretically. But Why not? Uh, James Conner's that... hurt. They're a terrible team. They're going to be losing. They're way worse than I thought they would be. But They're, they're the uh, garbage points team. Yeah, no, you're kind of right. Um, they, they really are. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, he'll be fine. Listen, I, I don't think we should be expecting any like second comings of wide receiver one Hopkins though. Um, like no, I don't he, think so. he's going to be a wide receiver three. And, and I think that would be good. Why not wide receiver two though? Like, I mean, I just think they spread the ball around too much. I, I think it's like the reason they went out and got Robbie Anderson when they had Hopkins coming back, not that Robbie Anderson is like this special player, but I think he's going to see targets too. Um, I think they just want to spread the ball around. I think I also I think Cliff, King, Cliff Kingsbury is a fucking moron. Yeah, bottom three coach in the league. Oh. Him, him, Hackett, and who's the how other quickly one? that changed though? Who, who would is? Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be good. I was Two excited. I was excited by him and Kyler coming together, and he just he's not doing it. They're just getting worse, and he's been he's Each been year. there for a few years. So yeah, he, he's, he's got to go this year. Yeah, for sure, he's done. Um, all right, who we got next? We've got number eight, Mr. Brendan Check. Hey, Brendan. You know, I think his roster has been a little deceiving this year because you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, why Like, why is he winning? His team's not that great. Well, Keenan Allen has been hurt. He yeah. He's been, play, he's been has playing been. all year. And Deontay Johnson has been a massive disappointment. And yeah. it's kind of like when you combine those things with Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, who's also a disappointment, and then Mike Williams, those are his big five. And right. he's missing to carry him. Yeah. And like McCaffrey's doing great, but his high in the season is 26. That's not used to what you're seeing out of McCaffrey. Instead of averaging 30 or 32, yeah. you know, he's probably averaging like 20. So it's just a different McCaffrey that we're seeing. And that's really the whole Carolina offense. What the fuck is he supposed to do? He's the only guy out there. Him and DJ Moore, they can't even throw them. They had 16 air yards. So they're not throwing it past the literally the line of scrimmage. What is that? What are any of them supposed to do? That's an insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's absurd. They're like, it's almost impossible. Didn't they DJ almost Moore had win? 38 areas? 
areas. I don't know. Like, so that means there were some negative areas in there. How is that Multiple possible? negative areas. Like, that means they're throwing so many screens that one completed. That's how fucking bad they are. <laughs> like, if you throw it backwards, isn't it a lateral? Dude, I don't know. I'm going to have to look in the air yards calculation. <laughs> well, you would think. Um, but, yeah, here we are. The, this air yard stat is sounding a lot like Russell Wilson. Total fucking frauds. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get to that. But yeah, I think Brendan's team still can turn it around if Keenan Allen comes back. All of a sudden, it's like, oh wow, things are opening up for Mike Williams. He's got he's he's not so reliant on the boom and bust of Mike Williams. I do like someone like McKenzie as a flex person because he just had a bad game. Um, this past week and then he was hurt but he looked really good before which worries me as a Gabe Davis owner because I think he takes away opportunities but yeah I don't know. well I mean Gabe, I mean I think Gabe still got the field stretching boom bust like listen he's had a couple of boom weeks before that he had a couple of down weeks that's gonna be the story of Gabe Davis and look in those two mm-hmm. down weeks he was hurt so maybe Gabe will just never have a down week when he's healthy I hear I hear some of that, but I, I mean his target share just isn't large enough to I think truly like not have down weeks. Doesn't matter, man. He catches balls. That's what he does. That's what he <laughs> That's do. true. It's true. <laughs> All right, on to number seven. Yeah, it is Mister Andy Spiewak entering hey, the playoff ranking. There you go, kid. Seam looks good. Does uh, things are coming around for him? He invested in the future. And then he was able to invest further in the future with uh, acquiring Brees Hall. And yeah. uh, that has worked out quite well for him. What was that yeah, trade? The future came earlier. It was uh, basically Brees Hall. I think I gave him a fifth-round pick, too, for Higgins. For Higgins. Brees Hall and fifth for Higgins and something. Daryl Henderson or somebody. Oh, yeah. Elijah uh, Moore. Elijah Mitchell. No, that was a different deal. Uh, um, but I can't remember what it was now, but. But it wasn't great. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it hasn't um, looked great. Or it hasn't mean, turned out great. <laughs> and T. Higgins just continues to be the most traded player in our league. Everybody's so excited about him. And he's ranked number 14 in Dynasty rankings overall. But <laughs> that is true. It's like then you get him and you're like, oh, zero points because he didn't play after the first time. <laughs> cool. Or, oh, yeah, there's still Jamar Chase. Damn it. So, like, he's really, really good, and he's going to have his games, and he'll probably he finish as, like, a mid-tier wide receiver, too. And... I'd say high-end, but yeah. I mean, what, mid-tier is, what, 20? Well, at this point, he probably won't because he's missed, like, two games. But, but like, yeah. That's, that's his story, health. No, but... that's fair. He's missed. He's done that his first year, too, and, and last year. So, fair enough. Yeah, well, I mean, we're spending too much time talking about T. Higgins when Andy has Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. And also now T Higgins. Um, <laughs> outside of that, I don't. I mean, Alec Pierce seems okay. Uh, yeah, the depth is lacking. Even some of the starters aren't great. Who's, but... uh, he's got Latavius Murray again, RB one for the Broncos. And who knows what that's going to mean? Well, but... he doesn't catch passes, and I mean they don't score touchdowns, so it's not going to mean much. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enjoyable to have someone on the Broncos' offense. Let's just say that. I will say I do think I do think and the main reason I did the rust trade we haven't really addressed it too much but the main reason I did the rust trade was uh, a I want to get in on the I think it's important to have a dual threat quarterback in our league or just in fantasy football in general um, and the other aspect of it was I don't think a fourth is a ton 
And lastly, it's he just he's starting a new offense. It's the first time in like 10 years he's learning a new offense. I think there are going to be growing pains, and I think he will improve. They will improve as the season goes on. So I just think that we're going to see and, – and even so he stands as like QB 15 right now. It's not a total fucking disaster like mm. Aaron Rodgers is, who's like QB 24 or something, which is almost impossible. Um, Take but, away that one game from Russ, and he's probably down there. I mean, I'm not in the business of taking away games, but um, – like take away one of his negative games, he's probably up there. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I think that he'll. But there are like more. there are five negative games, and there's only one good game. That's my well. Point. I think their schedule gets a little bit easier, as well as they play some big time teams where they're going to have to throw it a ton. Regardless, they have a couple with KC. They've got a few. So there's like a lot of stuff going on there where I think they're going to really be. He's going to be a lot better. I don't know. I think the Broncos' defense might be. I think it's really the, good. I think it might be one of the best in the league. No, I don't disagree. And, but I think that Patrick Mahomes is the best in the league, or if not, you know what I mean? The second best is up there. I agree. I think the Broncos are so good on defense that they will be in pretty much every game. Yeah. And that's fair. I, I think the turmoil in that locker room is just going to get worse and worse and worse because Russell is going to continue to let them down when he's the guy who's supposed to lift them up and they have such a good defense that could potentially just go to a complete waste. Uh, and yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm so down on Russ. I think he's obnoxious. Um, I, I don't, he used to be really good and I hated him. And then I started to respect how good he was. And now he's just not even good. So I'm back to hating him because he sucks and he's annoying. It's fine. Well, all I'm saying is in the last 10 years, he has top 10 finishes every year, except for last year when the only reason was because he got hurt. Um, so I, I'm betting that he'll bounce back to that. And if not, it costs me a fourth, such as life. Such as life. You can fall back on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm going to play matchups for the time being easily, but, but you know. Yeah. So, I mean, you are – we just did Andy and talked about Russ for a little bit. You are six, right? Yep. So, we're, we're covering me as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's – we've got Saquon, Dylan, Waddle, Lazard. Lazard's actually – I'm pretty psyched about it. Lazard's actually PPR 27 after having missed week one. He's been good. Um, he's going to score TDs. Like, Rodgers is not going to throw no touchdowns. So, somebody's going to fucking catch him. He's the guy. He's also um, six five. He's a big. Well, yeah, that's that's my point. He's a monster in the red zone, so he's a good target there. Um, DJ Moore is so disappointing. I, I mean, I think that. Listen, my mm-hmm. only hope is that he bounces back this year. He's he's somebody that like I'm happy to keep next year if they draft a good quarterback or trade for a good quarterback. Um, but if they go in the season with PJ Walker, <laughs> he'll be on he'll be on the fuck in the fucking draft. Well, that can't uh, happen. So <laughs> I fucking hope so. <laughs> um, but like. You know they're they're currently the number one overall pick. So in that case, yeah, he'd be good. Uh, where's but where's, uh, where's the other kid the guy from the U- USC? My God, I don't know any other names besides CJ Stroud. No, no, no. The guy who was on the Jets now he's with the Panthers, and then oh, Darnold. So Darnold. he may actually be back next week. He would be a huge win at this point. Um, yeah, at least more at 1200 yards with them last year. Um, <laughs> he had a high ankle sprain though. He was like a week or two away last week. So I'm hopeful he'll be back soon. Yeah, uh, Kyle you, Pitts, you and the Panthers back. need something. Oh yeah. I mean, anything it's 16 air yards ain't cutting it. No. Um, so, uh, Kyle Pitts scored a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, that offense is just, 
I think they, I think Mariota had nine completions again. Something absurd. I think he's two weeks he's had single digit completions in a row. I might be wrong on that, but um, they somehow are winning games. Um, Does this make Arthur Smith the like a coach of the year candidate while also right. being the most infuriating coach in the league. Right. Like it makes exactly. I think it kind of does. It's so infuriating. Obviously Dable is the coach of the year right now, but, sure. um, but like, it's like this roster sucks. Their defense should not be this good. Their offense is terrible. Yeah. Like they have Mariota at quarterback and they have a bunch of no names at running back. Patterson's not even fucking playing and they're winning. It doesn't make any sense. So um, every week, a new running back on the Falcons pops up on the trending waiver wire. Right. You're like seeing this. So um, anyways, yeah. So Melvin Gordon got benched. That wasn't great. Um, Daryl will be back next week, but he's on by. So I've got to come up with a solution for this week. Um, I need to get healthy. Naeem Hines has got to get healthy. Traylon Burks has got to get healthy. Christian Watson's got to get healthy. Um Honestly, Watson could be on the waiver wire soon. Yeah, um, he's. But, I can I can give you a running back uh, at a discount. You know, given his first and third value, I can give you James Robinson for a fourth this year and a first next year. <laughs> it's quite the offer. A little pass. Um, oh wow, such a bummer! <laughs> Trying to make history with a trade on the pod. Give me a nice offer, discounted from what was previously right. given for this guy. Let's run through the next five real quick. Okay. Sorry, I got to wrap this up. (laughs) That's cool. Um, So at number five, we've got Mr. Mr. Tim. That's right. Not list. List is four. We've got Mr. Tim. Um, It was not a good week for Tim overall. Lost Marquise Brown to injury. He's got some backfill guys that aren't like terrible, but Bateman's still out. Um, he'll have to rely on Wandale Robinson. We'll see how that goes for now. Could be good. Could be, Could be good. interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Trump had a down week, but I think he's going to be fine. Most are the running backs here are like a little, eh, um, most are your number two who maybe he'll be okay. Um, maybe he'll be good. Uh, if he's been RB two, I'd be thrilled for him. If yeah. I was him, but Edmonds, yuck. Sean White, who knows how much he's going to play. So it could be a challenge with uh, – I just don't know who he's going to put in there if uh, Mostert's not really going to perform. Yeah, I think he's banking on Mostert, which is clear. Um, hard not to. He looks good when he's out there, but uh, that Dolphins offense just looks really weird without yeah. Tua. Wide receivers are quarterback proof. The rest of the offense, in my opinion, is not. So right, I think that that's fair. I mean, and, and two is supposed to play this week, so maybe Mostert will be better moving forward. Kind of more consistent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, number four, we got Mister List. Michael. Yep, I think uh, got a good squad. Uh, you know, he dropped like 150 points and didn't have Derrick Henry, so uh, you know, there's some. There's some spark to his roster, which is great. Uh, you know, Ayuk had a big, big week. I think he's always just kind of proven that he plays well with Garoppolo. So interesting uh, flyer in who was a keeper for Mike. Um, Ezekiel Elliott looked pretty good this week. Uh, yeah, He hasn't been looking too hot for a while now, but he seemed to have some jolt in his step last week. So I think, you know, that's great. Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't think he's going to break 
you know, 60 yard touchdowns every week and have almost 30 points off five receptions. Uh, but, you know, Mike obviously has some pop with his roster. And Gasicki, yeah, he dropped 25 points. He might drop two next week, and then he might drop 20 again. Who the fuck knows? Um, and I do – I'm pretty sure that was a, a bye week fill-in or something like that. But uh, – yeah. Yeah, for Hawkinson. So, I mean, Mike, Mike's got a solid team. He's four and two. He's number four. Yep. Number three, Jimbo. Uh, a little bit of a down week. Um but, you know, team looks good. Patrick Mahomes at the top is about as good as it gets. Fournette. Um, yeah, Jacobs on by. Jacobs, I think that was last week. Oh, Raiders are on a bye this week. Or last week. No, yeah, I was yeah. saying last week he didn't have that great of a game because he didn't have Jacobs, who was dropping 67 right. points in the last two games. Exactly. 74. Uh, 74. 74. Wow. So, yeah, and Jacobs says Houston this week. I'm playing Jim, so that's not great. Hmm. Um, yeah, so Lenny, um, Carolina, wow, and uh, Jacobs has Houston, so should be should be uh, bountiful for him this week. Amari Cooper, Drake London's in the same kind of jail that Kyle Pitts is in. Um, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton is in the Rust jail. Maybe keep him there this week. Uh, Evan Evan Ingram, he is kind of uh, Evan Ingram. This can't be his starter. Nope, it is. Okay. Or Conklin. Evan Ingram or Conklin. Um, Evan's had a couple of good weeks, actually, in a row. Um, So they've got the Giants next week. And then, you know, on his bench, David Montgomery, Jamal Williams, Robert Woods, A.J. Brown's going to buy this week, so he'll be be out. That's a positive for me. It's a good team. It's a really good team. Uh, I think that as long as Fournette and Jacobs continue to be RB1s and, and, uh, you know, AJ Brown come through as number one. Jim's going to be right around, sniffing right around these top teams. I think there's opportunity for him there. Agreed. Now, I do think, uh, unfortunately, for every team that we've just mentioned, uh, no one's really near the next two. And we yeah. kind of debated who goes one, who goes two in this. But, um, you know, I think we got, we got Staz at number two. His team doesn't really have any flaws. He's got Lamar. He's got Eckler. Um He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Stephon Diggs. He's got Dallas Goddard, who's a pretty good option at tight end. Amon Ra. Amon Ra, St. Brown. Uh, who's his other running? Oh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, yeah. Right. He's nothing to fucking sneeze at. Singletary. Singletary. Who I'd, look, I've been saying I like Singletary for a couple weeks, and he's been pretty good from a fantasy perspective. He has. Um, last, oh, two weeks ago, he wasn't great, but this week, he was really good. Yeah, he's he's been he's been decent. Uh, so Mike's got some good depth. I don't know who's on his bench offhand, but um, he had two buys this week, and it didn't really matter. That was a Monron Devonte Adams, and he he almost dropped one fifty. So uh, Mike's definitely arguably the top team in the league. But I, you know, we talked about this earlier, and I said I just don't feel right. I about, wanted to put one. Yeah, like number <laughs> forty one to put him at one. And I just don't feel right about uh putting a defending champion who hasn't lost a game this year, anything lower than one. Yeah, so, I think that's fair. That's how further, one. <laughs> yeah, without further ado, number one overall is. Mr. Howard. We've got Justin Herbert. Um, listen, it doesn't look great the last couple of weeks. He's been, you know, a little down, but he's still QB eight. So it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, He's got this weird bye week this week, so his team looks weird. But um, he's got Kareem Hunt and Pollard in his starting running back slots. 
um, Lockett and Claypool. It doesn't even have another wide receiver yet. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, I mean you're talking about his depth issues. So Antonio Gibson's in the in the flex spot, and then he still got Andrews. This is actually a really ugly team, and I was talking about his depth issues. Um, he could plug Rex Burkhead right in instead of Antonio Gibson and be fine. Um, this is his depth issues, kind of that we were discussing when we were talking about him versus Mike. But yeah. you look at the rest of the team. You've got Dalvin Cook. You've got Miles Sanders, who's turned out to be great. Um, James Cook is eh, he's whatever. He's we'll a see. Flyer at this point, yeah. We'll um, but the main two are Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. These guys are studs. They get him forty points a week every week at a minimum. And Mark uh, Andrews. And Mark Andrews, of course. So he's got 60 points right there with three guys set, set it in stone every week, basically. Um, and that just gives him a nice base. And anybody, anything else is gravy. Yeah, I, I do think Miles Sanders has proven that if healthy, he's getting touches and he's going to do stuff with those touches. Um, yeah, he's been a pretty solid running back this year. So, yes. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Chris versus Mike seems to be where we're heading. And the cool thing about football is you never know what's going to happen. So um, all you got to do is get in the playoffs and make shit happen. So we'll see. Uh, but those dudes are definitely the favorites this year, and that wraps up our power rankings. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, another heck of an episode for the boys. Yep. Can't wait, to, can't wait to listen to this. Tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but without further ado, I'm going to take this Barry Alu jersey and I uh, actually have to do some work for a little bit. So I'm going to do that. All, it's right, all good. All right. All right, man. Later. It's a pleasure. Till next time. Till next time.